0: Morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on, I don't even know what day it is. I think it's Friday, April 3rd, just to take a shot in the dark. I am Dave Biddle, joined by Jonah Booker. Jay Book, how are things in Arizona? Are you guys quarantined like we are here in Ohio? Uh,
1: We're not as strict as Ohio. I said uh, the other day, I feel like we're about two to three weeks behind Ohio right now. The governor finally issued an order to... uh, Stay in, stay in place type of situation, but he left the uh, essential business kind of open-ended. So anybody right now, if they really wanted to consider themselves an essential business, can go to work. But for the most part, it's pretty it's pretty um, quiet, I would say. The, the highways and the roads are pretty empty right now, so that's a good thing to see. I, I truly believe the faster that everyone can get inside, the faster we can get over this, and football season will stay intact.
0: Yeah, I uh, never get political on this show, but right now we're just all Americans. So, you know, there's just a the of political stuff out the window. And Mike DeWine, I must give him a shout out. He's done a great job here in Ohio. He, you know, a lot of people thought he was overreacting. Turns out he has been, you know, the, the governor that was most out in front of all of this. And that was before Ohio even had any confirmed cases of COVID nineteen. He knew it was here, but. Um, He's doing a great job. So Dr. Amy Acton on his staff. So shout out to them. I'm killing time just by watching sports documentaries, sports movies, movies in general, stand-up comedy. The most recent one, I checked out the HBO documentary, The Scheme, about, you know, the NCAA hoops. Paying players and all that, it's really interesting. Christian Dawkins and all that, it, in my opinion, makes the FBI look bad. I mean, obviously, Christian Dawkins doesn't come out looking great, but we already knew he was kind of sketchy. But he doesn't come out looking that bad. It's really interesting. And the FBI comes out looking bad to me, and obviously, Sean Miller in Arizona, and Will Wade at LSU come out looking terrible. But anyway, I recommend that if anybody hasn't seen that, the scheme on HBO. Jay Book, any sports movies or documentaries that you would like to pass along to the listeners?
1: Yeah, I was yesterday with my wife, I was actually watching the uh thirty for thirty on Miracle on Ice and I thought that was really fascinating. Um when the when the Russians beat the Soviets in in the hockey when it was pretty much David versus Goliath, I'm sure everyone has heard about it. But that was my first time actually seeing the thirty for thirty. Uh the movie is a classic, obviously. Um and watching the thirty for thirty is making me want to go back and watch the movie again after really seeing the the intricate details in the 30 for 30
0: of it. Yeah, that's a great call right there. You don't have to be a hockey fan to love that movie. It's just the geopolitics that we're involved in. The underdog story is just so cool. All right, let's get to matters of business here. First of all, programming note, we're going to get Mark Pantone on a teleconference. The media is today. That's really exciting. We we don't get to talk to Mark Pantone very often, whether it's a teleconference or in person. Obviously, we can't do it in person right now. So Jerry Emig has set up a teleconference today, so keep it locked to Bucknut's. Later today, we will have a teleconference with Mark Pantoni, and there's going to be a lot to talk about. What are you know? There's so much that we're going to be throwing Pantoni's way. He's going to be on the call for about 30 minutes. Jay Book, what are some things you're curious to hear from uh, Coach Pantoni today?
1: Um, I would think the number one question a lot of guys on on the button this board have asked are how many how many scholarships or how many players are there going to be taking uh, with this 2021 class? It's obviously filling up for pretty fast here. Guys are jumping on board and trying to reserve their spot. Other fan bases are accusing Ohio State of pressuring kids to commit uh, who may not be necessarily fully on board yet because spots are running out. And I don't believe that for one second, but I am curious to know how many spots they have left. And then just kind of how, they're, how, how they are managing the entire process as a recruiting department with guys not being able to get on campus for official visits this summer like they normally would have planned. How are they going to to schedule that, and how are they going about their business as a recruiting department with all the restrictions in place and um, the communication with the players and and the recruits, how is that going? I'm just curious to see how, how they're handling the situation because everyone is adjusting and kind of trying to do things on the fly, working from home. Um, I just want to hear what he has to say in those regards.
0: The exact time is 10 a.m. today. So 10 a.m., we're going to talk to Mark Pantone today. So. Uh, just here in a couple of hours. Keep it locked to Bucknuts for all of that. I know something you want to talk about, Jay, but switching gears here is with the lockdown right now, whatever you want to call it, the quarantine across the nation, for at least for most states, you know, different conferences are playing by different rules right now. There's regulations on how many hours coaches can even be on, you know, a teleconference with their players. And I know this is something that you wanted to talk about where it seems like the SEC has a little bit of an advantage right now, maybe a big advantage right now. Tell the listeners more about that if you would.
1: Yeah, I thought this was a a pretty big deal because right now is the wild, wild west. We're in uncharted water. Coaches, they are um, getting a little antsy when it comes to what they can do for their players. Ohio State is sending food to their players, but uh, the SEC, they're trying to move forward. uh, Well, they are moving forward with video conference calling with the players um, as far as two hours a week, and that's a pretty pretty big deal because guys are kind of off on their own right now so just being able to kind of get that interaction with your guys will really help them once they're back on campus because with what this will allow them to do is have chalk time with the guys so now that they're they're allowing that other other conferences are starting to follow suit the Big 12 and Tom Herman they're upset because the Big 12 will not allow them to send uh, equipment and other things to the players. So once conferences starts pushing the envelope forward, you're going to be seeing, um, you know, Powerflex equipment shipped over all across the country to, to players in order to try to keep them in shape. Uh, I know one Texas player had uh, filled up a bucket buckets of sand in order to try to get some type of lifting in because gyms are closed. So the thing that you want to be able to do as a program and which will give you a massive advantage is if your guys can find a way to get in shape or maintain their shape while they're away, once they're called back onto campus and they're able to hit the ground running, it's going to give you a major, major advantage because a lot of teams and a lot of players um, who come from less fortunate situations would not have the opportunity to go hire uh, a personal trainer or uh, a specialist guru who's going to be able to keep them in shape or keep their arm in shape.
0: Speaking of personal trainers, Justin Fields is working out with a personal QB coach right now. That's good news. I mean, I don't, is he just working? Do you think are they actually getting together? Or are they just working on video?
1: No, no. Uh, from from what I've gathered, is Fields is on the he's on the football field, field throwing back in Georgia. Uh, they're taking all safe measures. The guy who's training him as a former firefighter or works for the fire department. So he's sanitizing the footballs um, throughout the entire throwing session. He's on the field for over an hour. Uh, the good news for Ohio State fans is his is just not sitting around. He's actually putting in the work, getting himself ready. The plan is that is that he's going to be able to throw all the way up until Ohio State calls him back. So he's going to have a fresh arm. He's not going to be out of shape once he hits back on campus, uh, and I think that's a pretty big deal for a guy who's the odds on favor right now in Las Vegas to be the highest Trophy winner. And he, he's fortunate enough to have the means to be able to hire a private quarterback coach who he's worked with before. Um, I'm pretty sure that if he can get a couple guys out there, throwing around. Uh, if you have a couple wide receivers split out on each side, I would say that is six feet apart with the CDC is recommending right now. But I, I think it's a pretty big deal that Justin Fields is taking upon himself to get in throwing sessions all the way up until how they want them back on campus.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah, when I said like on video, I meant I figured he he was on the field, but maybe like his instructor was – you know, on video and fields was like the equivalent of when you're shooting baskets by yourself. You have to rebound for yourself, but he's actually out there on the field with the coach. They're sanitizing the ball. Okay, I'm I'm good with that. That's that's interesting stuff, though.
1: Yeah. So it, it, right now, that's that's going to be where it's at. If you look at Gee Scott Jr., he's out there on the west coast and he's out there. Uh, Working with the private instructors and getting on the field and doing a couple of routes, so guys are trying to their best to stay in shape as much as possible while also being safe and not trying to um, get anyone else sick right there. And I really like the idea of continuing to sanitize the footballs and wiping them down as they come back. Uh, so it, it sounds like they're trying to take all safe measures here, but I think it's just very important, Your quarterbacks. Arm stays live while he's going to get it because would, you have to look at it as a situation like this. If he was back on a Hall State campus, he's getting those throwing sessions in seven on seven. He will, Obviously, he will have a, a lot more wide receivers to throw to, but the fact that he's still out there uh, breaking a sweat, throwing the football around a little bit will pay big once he's back on campus.
0: I like it a lot. Last thing here, very broad question. You can uh, talk for a while on this one if you'd like to. Um, Ohio State's excellent. 2021 recruiting class rolls on. It could end up being the best recruiting class ever. Of the uncommitted recruits that Ohio State's in on, who are the guys that you're kind of following the closest right now?
1: I would say the guy that I have my eye on. I think he's a kid that is ready to play right now once he's touched on, touched down on campus is a wide receiver, uh, make a, a book out of out of Washington. I think he is a difference maker. He is an absolute freak of nature. I know he is another guy that's working out with Dee Scott Jr. out there, um, coming from the same high school in the area. So just having him um, in the in in the having Dee Scott in his ear will play big because right now with things so much up in the air, Ohio State was going into um, this kind of recess for most for most accounts leading in that recruitment so just having Keith Scott back in that area and putting the bug in his ear i think it's going to play big for Ohio state but the kid is a, a tremendous talent he's uh, a heck of an athlete i think if you if you put him in the class of julinlin i think he will probably be easily the number three wide receiver in the 2020 class. Uh, and the fact that he's right up there in the mix right now for one of the top spots, one of the top players in the 2021 class, he has to be a guy that you keep your eye on, especially with Ohio State in the position that they're in.
0: Now, you sound like you're in a wind tunnel right now, but I, I can't let you go with just naming one. There's got to be a couple other guys, at least one other guy that you're really keeping a close eye on.
1: Um, well, if, if you... If you if you're going to push a little bit further, uh, let me think. I will, I would say JT I, I,
0: <laughs> maybe an offensive lineman.
1: <laughs> well, J, JT's one guy, but I I think it's going to be JC Latham out of out of IMG Academy down there in Florida. Six five and a half, two eighty five, hundred percent crystal ball to so Ohio State. I know he's wanting to get back up on campus. Um, and, and with uh, another with uh, Mike going down there to Ohio State, commit going down there to play an IMG to get in his ear, I think he's going to play big. And then if you want to throw another name out there, um, I would just definitely say uh, um, Tamisi Adelaie, the other IMG prospect, defensive end, uh, who's on Twitter quite a bit, really pumping up Ohio State, the number three defensive end in the country. He's been really vocal about how interested he is in Ohio State. A lot of people believe that's going to be a Florida versus Ohio State battle there, and Ohio State, by any means right now, can't really land this kid. It's just going to be when they can get him up on the campus again and visit. He's been uh, a big proponent of saying how much he wants to be uh, like the next Chase Young, and he has the talent. Huge frame, six three, two forty, and he really has a motor to get off the football. But some of those are some of the top guys there. If you if you meant if I, if I'm looking at any more guys, just, I could just go on for days. Derek Davis Jr. is another one there, uh, a big time safety out of Pennsylvania. A, a lot of people think that Ohio State leads in that recruitment. I know Kyle McCour, uh our quarterback commit, gave him a shout out the other this week on Twitter, uh, saying that he's next. Uh, when it comes to the Ohio State commitment. So there's a lot of guys there, but there's the thing that you really have to be pumped up about is a lot of these top 100 guys are very, very interested in Ohio State, and I think Ohio State has a legit shot at getting all of those guys.
0: See, that's what I'm talking about. I, see, there you go. We're just here for the people, Jay Book. You know, no one has anything to do. They want to hear you giving knowledge, and they want to hear the guys that you're excited about. So there you go. I'm glad I pushed you a little bit. I'm glad you didn't just give me one guy. <laughs> That was good stuff there. Great stuff out of Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Again, keep it locked to Bucknuts for Mark Pantone later this morning. Let's hear the Buckeye Swag best damn band in the land.